The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Inside the chat room on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We are broadcasting live from the University of California campus in Irvine. We're streaming on the web at KUCI.org. We are podcasting every second of this show. You can check us out at KUCI.org slash talk. You scroll down to our archives, click on podcasts, look at the chat room, and we've got all of them up there. I'm back inside with my favorite co-host, Dana Flores. Hey, guy. Yes, it is nice to be back. It is nice to be back. Did you have a good week? Yeah, actually, this week was really, really good. Yeah? I think things are going well for me. Good. But this isn't, but this isn't about me. This is not we about you. We have a guest you. today. It feels like, I was saying before the show, it feels like Vietnam outside. It is. It's pretty you know, warm. And, like, wet. Wet. I know. Wet and hot. <laughs> and we like to My talk about wet and hot weather. stuff <laughs> My on this weather. program. <laughs> All right, so you brought in a... Favorite guest. Do you want to introduce her? You want I to did. Introduce this her? is Allison Shula. This is a comic that our producer saw at the Improv. The Hello. only, the only female comic, actually, at this particular show. Yeah, I was that night. It nice. was pretty crazy. That's hard. Is it hard to be the only woman out there? Um, no. I mean, I'm used to it, being a female in comedy. Uh, there's not a lot of females on the same lineup sometimes, just the way it goes. So, it's not really nerve-wracking or anything. My ex-boyfriend used to say that women aren't funny. He's like, that job is reserved for men. I'm like, what a sexist jerk. Well, you know, a lot of women, I think, um, maybe aren't funny, and that <laughs> is true. But, I mean, there are some exceptions, like, in everything, you know? Like, hey, not all Asians are smart, you know? Some black people probably really like to swim, and there are some girls who probably are funny, you know? But it's like a diamond in the rough. You just got to find them. Here you are. Here, here we are, are now. You guys here found me. Are, yeah. 
<laughs> so you uh, you wrote a debut book called You're Probably a Slut. I did. That was That's my like first one. constantly at the top of the iTunes top paid list. Yeah, it's I actually doing great. Is it comics or is it like a prose? Because on your little flyer that I got forwarded to me has little comics, which is a thing that kind of grabbed me. I'm like, oh my gosh, these comics are amazing. Is it in the comic book kind of form? Um, it's not really drawn like a comic book. Uh, it is 70 pages of illustrations that I did do. But it's just one illustration per page that kind of complements the one-liner that goes along with it. Okay, so each page... So each page. ...is like a single drawing. It's a single drawing with a single joke. Okay, so it's kind of like single panel comics in a way. Kind One of. per page. Yeah. Okay. So how do we know we're a slut? <laughs> there are give many us a examples. Couple, give us a couple of examples of how we know we're a slut. Okay, well, the one that I love the most is if you take more Plan B than vitamin B, you're probably a <laughs> slut. I'm fully guilty of that. Um... If they know you by name at Planned Parenthood, you're probably you a mean slut. without looking like on your chart. Yeah, they're like, oh hey, Allison, like, oh hey, Allison, hey, <laughs> you're back, you're back. Um, More Plan B. <laughs> yeah, if you no longer have a gag reflex. <laughs> um, and then how the whole book started was actually with um, this line: it's if you carry a toothbrush in your purse. So that's how the whole book actually started because my friend, she had a toothbrush in her purse, and I commented on it, and she's like, I never know where I'm going to wake up in the morning. <laughs> So she likes to, like, you know, be hygienic, though, so that's good. So when she doesn't have the gag reflex, she still likes to wash out. <laughs> yeah, she still <laughs> likes to brush her teeth. Yeah. So, Allison, could you help clear something up? We've had a couple comics on, comics on here, and mm. I'm not sure, do guys get into comedy to get chicks or not? Um, if they do, and they're not good-looking in the first place, but they're really funny, I mean, then I guess they found their own route to getting chicks, because it does work. I mean... The thing that I go on um, is mostly personality, and if a guy is funny, it kind of doesn't really matter what he looks like. So, I mean, if there's a comic out there that's not, not the most attractive, not the most thin or fit guy, and he's funny as heck, like, I don't see why a woman wouldn't be attracted to him. I totally agree with you. So it Sense of helps. humor is way high okay. on my list. Yeah. Looks are like number five or something. Mm -hmm. It's way down. I mean, I was hitting relentlessly on Duke last week because he's funny, but he's not over the top good looking. Right. Yeah. right? He does shave, though. But he does shave. He's got some hygiene. Yeah. But he's funny. That that carries the day. Mm -hmm. I think that totally Yeah, and actually Duke said vehemently that comedy is a horrible way to get chicks because really? in his opinion, you have to be terrible for two years before you can kind of be funny. And mm -hmm. I thought, wouldn't you want to be terrible on paper for two years and then kind of bring it to the stage? But are you seeing a lot of that too? Like guys just get up there, women just get up there and they just do their thing and then Well with me, um, yeah, how did you, let's start with kind of a beginning story. How did you? Yeah, I don't really know the guy perspective because I'm not a dude, so I've never really been there. Um, but for me, I got into comedy actually um, from listening to Adam Carolla's podcast, which funny enough, I heard this report that just came out as he said, women are not funny. Um, and that's, I mean, to each his own, if he really thinks that. But I got into comedy because of him, whether he knows that or not. And um, I just started writing all these jokes down that I had in my head and I just got up on stage and started practicing and practicing and rewriting and rewriting and I probably have like three binders full of like the same 10 or 15 jokes rewritten so many times until I finally get it just right and um, where it kind of like draws the attention to me uh, for being a female in, com in comedy is um, with other male comics which gets hard because I want to be professional. And obviously, you know, I wrote the book, You're Probably a Slut. And it's very hard for me mm. to keep things professional all the time. But I don't want to be hooking up with my peers. I want to be working with my peers. But because I am a female in the comedy world, and I do hang around that scene so many times, I kind of do um, be, get approached by a lot of male comics. And I'm kind of like, no, you guys, let's all just work together. Can we just be brothers and sisters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's tough. Um, I wonder if women have to not prostitute themselves out more as comics, but use their own more vulnerable material than guys do, do you think, in their routines? Like, do you have to feel like you're more out there and more exposed than guys are? Um, well, with my set, uh, that's something I'm, I'm kind of struggling with at the moment because um, I would say I'm a dirty comic. Um, I have a lot of dirty material, and what I haven't really been able to hone yet is just me like that other side of me that's like the funny part like my home life my family um things that have like been funny stories with my friends i haven't been able to bring that to the stage yet because my mind does go to the gutter immediately 
Uh, Mine but too. It, it, yeah. It, it's hard because <laughs> you get stuck there, you know? Right. But I know I've only been doing comedy for a little over two years, and I know with time and with my age, hopefully I'll get better. How old are you? I'm 23, 24 next month. Oh, God, 23. So you I'm definitely... So <laughs> You do uh, lean toward life story stuff, though, like with the, you're probably a slut. I can imagine some of this is based in reality. Um, yeah, a lot of the jokes from you're probably a slut are things that I have done, um, <laughs> you know, or else I wouldn't have been able to write the book. Um, but my life story is that I kind of just wanted to be like all out there, like a punk writer. Like if you guys are familiar with David Sedaris, um, yeah. I love him. I've listened to his live shows like through my iPod. And it's so inspiring, and um, it really helped me feel inspired to write my second book was, um, and then I, the S word, my pants. Pooped. You can say that, poop. poop yeah, right. you can say poop. And then I pooped my pants, um, and other true short stories. So, so that's your second book? The, yeah, this book right here, um, and then I, my pants, is my second book, and that is um, 14 chapters of individual stories of like my teen angst and early adulthood. Did and you just, really literally do that? I have before. Um, <laughs> that's why I feel like it's relatable, because I'm like, haven't a lot of people done that? But maybe I'm just like the only one that's like going to come out and admit it. You haven't done it? <laughs> no, yes, absolutely. Um, it, see, the thing is, when you hear the word, I pooped in my pants, it, your visual is like, it's a full kind of like, usually it's just kind of a, a leak, leakage. Yeah. Mine, I was asleep. Uh, so no, it was a wait. surprise poop. Oh, you woke up to it. <laughs> I woke up to it, Surprise yeah. guest in your bed. I pooped myself awake. Is so. this like from uh, backdoor sex play that you did <laughs> then just like, you things just what? fall out? That's funny. Um, I warned a friend about that because she told me how much she was into doing that. And I said, well, you better get ready for diapers by the age of 30 because <laughs> last time I checked, that weakens everything, right? <laughs> and I, you know, to get personal, I've never done that. Um... I don't know if I'm really into that, per se. I never tried it, so I guess I can't really kick it yet, but I don't know if I'm into it. So that wasn't the cause? No, I was just sick. I had, like, mono. (laughs) (laughs) Is that sexually transmitted? Is that something you get from kissing or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I guess I was kissing a lot of people, Um, and then I got Hence the book. Hence the earlier book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you stay away from dating comics because you just feel like it's not the right dude, right? Not the right thing to do? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's hard, like, I try to stay away, I have dated a few comics, um, but I try to stay away more so now that I've had that experience in, like, my first year and a half of doing comedy, um, because it's very awkward when you guys stop dating, um, because it's like, you know, working together. Yeah, and you don't want to, like, crap where you eat, it's like, you got to keep it professional, because then it's going to make, like, going to that comedy club and seeing him, you're going to feel anxious when you're just trying to, like, make your craft better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've experienced that, and it stinks. So it's like a workplace in a way. And you know what they say, don't dip your dip your pen, or I don't know what they would say for girls. Don't she just said, don't crap where you eat. So right, yeah. that's yeah. a good one. And the that's other is, good. yeah, but this in particular kind of has to do with your workplace. Don't dip your pen in the company ink. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of, you don't think about it, right? Because you're at, oh, with your improv this time, we're at another place. Yeah. But it's, you're like a traveling comedy troupe that is different players each time. Yeah. So you can't just... You have to keep in mind that this person's not going away. So yeah, exactly. If things get weird. Yeah. You're going to stay weird. <laughs> yeah. And that sucks, right? Yeah, it does. I've had it happen to me. Um, I think now it's just been two different times mm-hmm. with two different comics. Um, but it's like, I think I learned my lesson now. I'm not sure. But I mean, for the past couple of months, I've been good. So I just so you, see, the, you keep running into these guys. Yeah, just, but now when I run into them, it's totally cool. Like it's already been like over like you know like six months, and we're just like, oh hey, what's up? But for like that first couple months after we stopped seeing each other, it was like a little like tension, you know? Right. So, so we probably need to ration the amount of comics, right? Kind of like keep it to a manageable level every six months, maybe. Yeah. Just try to get. Yeah. Because what I hear is we had. We had Amber. Actually, I had Amber Tozer on here. It was another female comic. That's right. And she was talking about how basically she just dates comics Mm -hmm. and how bad of an idea it is. And yet she still does it. And I think you've kind of hit on something, which is you're going to need a kind of, there's going to be a period of weirdness Mm -hmm. and it may affect your craft, which kind of sucks. Yeah. It's not like comics, like guys that are comics are irresponsible or whatever. It's none of that. Like, you know, like the guys I dated were awesome and they're both really productive and seems like they got it going on and what they're trying to do in life but it's hard because you guys are doing the same thing so once you break up it's really weird 
yeah. you know because yeah. it's like oh hey uh you know now i'm dating this guy like and i brought him with me to this comedy club and you're looking at the guy i'm dating now and it's super weird so never again so it sounds like you're a party girl from listening to your podcasts Oh, have you checked them out? I have checked them out. They're awesome. I want to talk more about the sex tape later, but um, she made a sex tape. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I think (laughs) that's a great idea. It is a great idea. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of like a chapter in my life because I don't know if I'm going to go back to that, you know. Um, It was risky going out. You're saying the podcast, the podcast. Oh, I I thought she was talking about the sex tape. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing those. I'm like, no, you (laughs) should. You (laughs) should. (laughs) Someone better start paying me then because I need money. (laughs) Um, no, with the podcast, though, um, as you're probably a slut podcast, we were guided by a fully trained, or sorry, fully licensed uh, sex therapist, mm-hmm. um, but it was me and my best friend, Paige, and um, we had a little falling out because of it, because uh, it was just really hard to go out and party mm-hmm. and try to find guys to, like, do crazy things with, um, and that I think we the last one we did was probably... For the listeners that aren't familiar with your podcast, can okay. you kind of yeah. give some uh, context as to what you're talking about? Because okay. explain the podcast, maybe. Okay, the podcast is consisting of uh, myself and my best friend, Paige Irish. Um, hey, Paige. Uh, if she's listening, she's like, thanks for dropping my full name. Um, we also were guided by a fully licensed sex therapist. Um, she's been a sex therapist for like over 20 years. And what my friend and I would do is we would go out to bars. Um, we would have a goal. Like tonight's goal is to find a guy and tie him up and have like, you know, our way with him. Um, and then we'd report back on the next podcast about how that night went, if we were able to do it or not. But that was all, that was the premise of the podcast. And that, it was going great. It was really fun, but it was really hard because alcohol was getting in the way. Um, and then I kind of found out that I was more geared to be, like, that promiscuous with alcohol only, not so much sober. Mm. And then, like, you know, um, it just started causing drama. So um, we stopped. Because it was fun, and it was funny, but it wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. So we stopped, and I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. Um, but it was fun. It was an experience. How many I, podcasts were there? I think there was four or five. Yeah. So, that's what I saw in there. Okay. I would have loved to keep doing it, but it was like a hard decision, I guess, we made because it was like, wow, like, this isn't just meeting up and talking. Like, we have to, like, party, you know, hard and then come back. It's such a high bar. Most people, their (laughs) podcast is just, they just get together and talk about what they ate. Yeah. You guys took it very seriously. Yeah, we definitely obtained some of the goals that we set for ourselves. So it was interesting. What was the craziest thing that came out of that? Well, Paige and I, we've never been with a black guy before. So our goal was to get with a black guy, and we did even more than just that. Um, we actually were able to get with a black guy um, at the same time. So it was me, her, and the black guy. This sounds once. like a feat, but I don't think this is that hard. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Getting a guy to be in the room with two girls, I, I don't, it's good. It's cool. Yeah. I think your podcast was probably awesome, but... Let's it's hard pretend, for them, right? It's, it's a like mental it is. barrier true. for them to get through. It was, yeah. Right. I mean, for him, he was probably like, heck yes, like, I'll go back with you. Like, that's fine. But ours was like, not just any guy. It has to be a black guy. But not just any black guy. Like, a hot black guy. And we found one. It was a hot black guy. So you have to be genuinely interested in it. Yeah, him. yeah. And we were like, hey, what's up? You know? And, and this all has to happen in one night. Yeah. You find him. Find you, him. And then get it do done. It. Okay. And we did. We got it done. Wow. Most guys are like... The top of the list is get laid. Yours is get laid with all these other requirements. Yeah. And yeah. you still and pull it off it. in one day. Yeah. Then we're going <laughs> to talk about it the next day over coffee. Yeah. Record it and put it out. <laughs> yeah. I think that kind of illustrates how much power really women have in the relationship game. Do you feel like you have? Um, a lot of power in it? Yeah. Um, yes, I do. And um, that's why I really haven't been dating lately because I'm just tired of having the power. You know, I kind of want to meet my match. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know? Do you mean power as in kind of like the being the leader? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to meet my match, and I want to meet someone who's going to show me new things and make me laugh, um, you know, and put me in my place and maybe be more responsible than I am or just as responsible instead of me being, like, the higher one. Uh-huh. People um, holding their hand, pulling them along. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I mean, the guys I have dated who I have done that with, they've always been sweet, nice guys. But, I mean, I don't want to date like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to find, like, myself a real guy if I'm going to date again. Okay. So you know? you're not looking for the stereotypical dude that will take over that role, but you want someone that shares, kind of? Yeah. Someone who, like, is kind of, like, you know, not saying I'm into myself, but someone who's kind of, like, me yeah <laughs> that'd be yeah. cool you know 
It's funny because when we had the dominatrix on, she had she we had a professional New York City dominatrix, Whoa, and she awesome. was saying. The whole thing for these guys is they were white-collar bankers, high-profile, high-powered guys, and they were sick of taking control. And mm-hmm. so a lot of their issues were coming to her and saying, why don't you do it for a while? Why don't you tell me what I'm going to do? Why don't you, you know, take the reins, literally? And, you know, you're, you're in charge. And I think a lot of people want that. They just want somebody else to do it. <laughs> for a while yeah i mean that, that must be intense being a dominatrix that would have been an inter- or interesting uh episode to catch yeah she was wow. she was good she's yeah, interesting. she was fun that's awesome so how did you ever get into the role of having i meant in general women have power naturally it sounds like you've actually kind of cultivated yours mm-hmm. most women i don't know it seems like there's a stereotype of women are like passive which isn't true really i think they're like behind the scenes more assertive how did you kind of do you think this is your natural personality or did you kind of go through some situations that have made you kind of need to be a little bit more assertive with your needs totally the second part of what you said um who knows who i would have been in a different environment um but i i grew up around uh, italian new yorkers my parents are from brooklyn and to be heard in my house you have to scream it's like Mm. you know everybody's really verbal really loud um and plus like I felt like I was never really being heard. Uh, I've always been super artistic and super manic in a way where I always felt like I needed to get something out um, artistically or creatively and I couldn't stop moving. And I was diagnosed with ADD and almost turned off with Adderall and Ritalin. And it made me feel really void for many years. Um, And I fought with that, you know. But from coming from such a chaotic household, it made me kind of like a more opinionated, outspoken person and friend. And, you know co-dater like relation in relationships um and i think it definitely came from my upbringing it had to have been because and have you found like your experiences are different than other girls with like maybe i don't know if there's such thing as a typical american but more quiet family have you noticed a difference between you and maybe your classmates in school oh yeah i mean i only have one girlfriend um Um, one close girlfriend that's my friend Paige. and it's not because i don't really relate to girls but i just get along with guys like, all my friends happen to be guys. Um, I grew up with a brother who's a, a 14 months younger than me. So I used to, like, you know, I was into Pokemon cards. Um, I used to watch, like, Power Rangers, Pokemon, Ninja Turtles with him. Uh, I was a tomboy. I skateboard, rode bikes, uh, everything, you know. Like, I ride a motorcycle now. I've just always been, like, more geared to being, like, kind of like a boy. But not you're into active. girls. It seems like you're active. Yeah, super active. So. And, and do you find that girls, the girls that maybe you just never clicked with, just they don't want to do nothing? They just want to talk about feelings? Kind of, yeah. And, and whenever I, uh, I have had um, friends that were girls in the past where our friendships have fallen short because they thought I was too over-opinionated and they would tell me, Allison, you know, the truth isn't always necessary all the time. And I'm like, well... <laughs> don't tell me your problems anymore because I don't want to just listen to you. Oh, you know? that's interesting. They didn't appreciate your view. On their life. But they wanted to tell you everything. They just didn't want to hear your real opinion. Yeah, because I just tell it like it is. And I, would, I guess I would offend them. So I'm like... <laughs> and with hanging out with my guy friends, it's none of that. Like, we hang, listen to music, like, you know, go on night hikes, go to the bars. Like, it's just totally chill. The tough part is they might fall in love with you. Well, yeah. How do, you, how do you navigate that? That's Right, Marie, didn't you have that? You had a guy that kind of followed you around, and you guys were friends. Turned out he liked oh, you. Oh, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. How, how, did you, how do you navigate that? Um, well, I mean, I've like, I've, like, made out with a lot of my guy friends. Like, you know, just, I'm like, hey, what do you, you kind of like? But we don't really go any further than that. Um, and there's, like, just this barrier of attracting feelings more than just friends to, like, those guys that are your friends. Um, and if they do fall in love with me, then that's like their prerogative, you know, mm-hmm. like that's their issue. Um, does it, what makes it work with Paige? Paige is like so laid back. I've known her since I was six. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Um, is she a similar personality or does she kind of let you take the lead and she, uh, you know what? She has a similar personality to mine, but she's like so much more of a listener and she's like the quieter one and the more like sedative one that, uh, we balance each other out. Yeah. Um, but we also get each other into a lot of trouble, uh, which wait, 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 it sounds like there. you guys have boundary pushing. Like, why don't we do this? And then you, yeah. you each start pushing the other one's boundaries. We're and both saying, How far will we go? Exactly. We're both like impulsive and pushing in our own ways, but we never step on each other's toes. Um, 
it's funny because she has like we do not have the same sense of humor at all she doesn't like anything i'm into she doesn't even listen to stand-up comedy and i'm like okay but uh yeah we just bounce each other out it's really strange so we're on the chat room here, KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. We're in studio with Allison Shula. Do, what do you consider yourself? A uh, comic, storyteller, what is it? Do you have like a title? Um, well, I mean, I'm a stand-up comic, um, a musician, and a multimedia artist. So I want to consider myself all three of those. That'd be great. Multimedia, um, that's such a hard thing to like describe. What do you mean? Yeah. So you were saying, you were explaining to me earlier what it in particular multimedia you do well i'd say like it's multimedias like i work with um you know traditional like art like paint drawing um all that stuff and i also what i'd like to do more so now is work on the computer like with photoshop um program websites design websites with like dreamweaver um which i've been very fortunate to have a job up in la working for a creative suite and i get to exercise that a lot um so yeah it's like you know multimedia art just Doing whatever I can get my hands on and making art with it. Sounds like you're really active in expressing your feelings and your thoughts through your art. Mm -hmm. And maybe the traditional girl is more used to telling another girlfriend only. Yeah. Instead, like, I, I got really mad the other day and I, I ran to, like, my book that I write everything in and I wrote a song. Um, instead of, like, just being like, hey, do you want to go to the bar and grab a beer so I can, like, complain? Like, I want to actually write a song about it and then put a sweet, like, instrumental to it and then, you know, get it recorded in the studio and actually make something out of it. So We should, uh, we should take a little break and play one of your songs. That would be awesome. All right. All right. So uh, stay with us. Allison Shula is with us the entire hour. Does it have a title? And, uh, yeah, introduce your song. We're going to play track three. All right. I just had uh, my first album come out. The band is called Zokola, and the album is Go, and this song is track three, and it is titled Go. Awesome. Hold on. Just beneath the penis, which is usually small and relaxed, is the scrotum. This pouch contains two testicles. After puberty, the testicles manufacture the male sex cells, spermatozoa, or sperm. Each system has a pair of main organs. These are the sex glands called gonads. During sexual stimulation, the penis becomes engorged with blood, causing it to become erect. It is only in this state that it can be introduced into female sex organs, affecting intercourse. Are the labia, which are external folds of skin. The 
than I thought. You never know when someone says they made a song where it's going to be, where it's going to go, what it's going to sound like. It sounds it's like you go. actually, it's pretty put together. Yeah, tell us the story of how that came together. Okay. Um, the story of how Go came together for the album. It's basically, um, I feel like with my generation, you know, I'm 23, almost 24, um, that when having uh, sexual intercourse, um, a lot of us my age, we don't say, I'm going to come. Um, Anytime that has been said to me, I've always kind of been slightly grossed out because I'm like, ugh, it's just... That's what old people say. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds (laughs) like such a gross word. Um, So I've always said I'm going to go, and I've talked to a lot of my friends and people I've known, and they say, yeah, like, I say I'm going to go, too. So um, I was thinking on that, and I'm like, I need to write a song about that, like, about how that should be, like, the word instead. Um, So I did, and that song actually took the title for the album I made. So, awesome. yeah, it came out. Thanks, guys. So it's all different. It's not everything is that kind of style. Yeah. Industrial is what I would kind of call it. Yeah. Classic industrial. Who's the guy in the background the, who does the little anatomy seminar? That is actually, like, someone from, like, the 1960s. That's, that's a recording. So ser- yeah. yeah, it's a recording um, that the guy that manages me actually saved for years. And it's got to be, like, a video at one time, right? That's what it sounded like, like. Yeah. and I thought, you got it so right. That's exactly what they sounded like. Yeah, he so. saved it for years, and it actually used to be a video that they would show in, like, a health class. Right. Yeah. So it, it worked right. great on the album. Uh, that sounded really cool. So on last week's show, we were having this big debate about men, whether men, as a rule, are hornier than women. And we got in a big fight about that. Well, Any thoughts? I think it depends on who. Um... I don't know. Uh, I, I feel I know like a lot of horny girls. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's on my mind all the time. Like when I go out to a bar and I'm not like watching music or having a good time, I'm looking and scoping out like who's here, you know? So right. that's where my head's And at. you're more into hookups than you are to relationships, right? You're at an age now where you still just want to hook up with guys. Fun. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of. Uh, I, I did just finish going through that. But it, mean, it would be kind of nice to find someone to spark my interest, you know? Because, I mean, the hookup thing, it does get a little old. Yeah. So um, I'm just kind of, like, up for whatever at this point. Maybe I'm just feeling a little void about the whole situation. I'm so jealous. It sounds like you've been with, like, 50 guys, <laughs> 80 guys. Yeah, I'm just, like, so tired of it now. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> So boring, all these guys. I know, guy after guy. Yeah, I'm so bored of it. Now, if you were to take a moment to kind of get yourself calm and think, do I hook? Do I enjoy hookups more because I haven't found a guy that really is interesting, or because I have the power to do this and I'm going to do it? Probably the second one. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you know, it's hard to resist it. It's hard to resist it because I know I can get it. Um, and it's a whole impulsive aspect that I have to myself that I need to be careful with. Yes. Um, I'm lucky that, you know, I've never been pregnant, that I haven't contracted anything. Like, I'm straight up lucky. Uh, so now that, you know... That's a lot of plan B, though, right? So much. Like, I hope they just, like, don't come up with one of those advertisements on, like, TV. Like, you know, like, we're having a national recall for anyone who's taking plan B. Yeah, the more you like, talk, oh. they're going to use your picture in one of their ads. <laughs> no, I know. Like, I am dead. But you're not straight up lucky. I mean, it sounds like you're I've, yeah, careful, I've, right? You're yeah, I have my careful. close calls. Right. Um, and I need to be more careful. Uh, but lately, I mean, I haven't really been doing anything. So I was, trying, I was actually going to go out to the bar tonight with my friend Paige. But she has work at 7 a.m., so we can't. Uh, work. Uh, uh. Does that intimidate guys if they 
find out you've you know you've hooked up with a lot of guys that you've done the podcasts do you do you think guys are intimidated by that uh you know i actually that's funny um instead of being intimidated i think it kind of ran me into a situation um there was this guy who listened to my podcasts read my books um and he asked me on a date like over facebook and i've met him in person before it wasn't just a completely random guy so he asked me on a date, and I'm all for that. Like, if a guy can come up to me and go, like, hey, you know, like, let me take you out sometime. Like, awesome. I would love to give you a shot at that. So I said, yeah, let's, let's go out. Totally cool. We went out. We went for sushi. Um, seemed like a really nice guy. And then when it came down to, like, the end of the night, he kind of, like, wanted to see where it would go. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we went back to his house, and I kind of had to tell him um, – that despite what you've read in the books and despite what you've heard on my podcast, like, I'm not really that big of a slut. Like, I mean, yes, like, I get around when I want to, but um, it's a marketing aspect as well. I mean, right. you're marketing and, and just, like, one aspect of yourself. That's not my whole, um, that's not, like, the cover of my portfolio. I'm not a sure you know? thing. Yeah. With every guy that walks through my door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, no, no, I didn't, I didn't think you were like that. But he kept forcing it on me, like, let's... You know, let's mm-hmm. do it. And I'm like, I just think I'm going to wait. And from that situation, um, I actually wrote a song about it. I don't have it with me because it's actually still being made in the studio, but it's awesome. And uh, if the guy ever hears it, he's probably going to be super offended. But we'll see. <laughs> so you were, you were not uh, aware of the universal s- male signal of I'm down to get dirty is actually going into his house well i wanted to go that's that's the problem like i wanted to go into his house and kind of see where it went but the fact that it kind of seemed like he thought i was going to be so okay. down to get down so you were open to it he just didn't have the game to kind of kind of yeah seduce he wasn't even seducing you no. it was more like and we had sushi and he didn't even chew a piece of gum afterwards and he smoked <laughs> cigarettes and i just quit cigarettes and when you smoke cigarettes like your mouth smells disgusting especially just a non-smoker now. I mean, I smoked for like five years, like a pack a day, but I don't smoke anymore. And it was like sushi breath and cigarette breath. And he like made out with me right after he ate sushi, like before he went to his house. And I seriously like felt like barfing. And uh, I went to his house to see where it goes still because I'm just, I'm like, you know, I want the story. That's how I write. write I was going to say, you got a song out of it, right? So pretty good. To, it's like I have to put myself through these things so I have something to write about. Um, yeah, and I, I got an amazing song out of it, so... Um, he was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it, yeah, and I haven't gone out with him since. <laughs> so do you mess with online dating, or do you get enough in the real life? I get enough in real life, yeah. So the thing is, though, I've heard that girls are really successful on online dating. It's, like, even easier than going to the bar. Well, yeah, I mean, like, no offense if you go on online dating. Do you do online dating? No. Okay. I mean, I've tried it, and I'm familiar with it, mm. but... None of the girls I'm interested are on there. Yeah, I just don't know what kind of guys and what kind of girls would actually be okay and comfortable to do online dating. Like, I'm not that kind of person. I would feel very weird. Um, so I don't know the kind of guy who would be into doing that. So even doing that doesn't feel right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not attractive that you would set up a profile and, <laughs> like, put yourself out there online like that, you know? Like, I don't find that attractive. I, I feel it's like... It's pathetic that you want a relationship. <laughs> yeah. What, are you lonely or something? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotcha. So, uh, even, you haven't even tried it because you're not even going to put yourself there. She yet. doesn't have yeah. time. I don't she have time, have to, online time to online date. <laughs> She's Good too one. busy. I just feel weird about myself. Like, I, I feel weird when I go dancing. Like, I don't like to dance. Like, I feel like a dork when I do it. I'd feel like a dork if I set up an online profile like that. So I guess I just can't. Mm, well. What are the other big turnoffs? Online dating, guys who smoke. Well, guys who smoke, that's not a turnoff, but it's a turnoff if you make out with me right after you have a cigarette. That's like, mm. it's just, nah. Right. Um, guys who ride bicycles. Um, and not, then, even, not even the fixed gear? You don't like those? Oh, it's a fixed gear. I don't know. It's oh, the one fixies? that has one gear. Yeah, fixies. Yeah. I think I've seen Fixers. those. Now, I don't know. Guys who ride bicycles is just kind of like a turn off. I'm like, <laughs> get, your, get your butt in your car. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, okay, I see that you're wearing short pants. That's totally awesome because of your sock choice. But guys who, like, wear, like, you know, shans or, like, a shorter pant, and, like, they have, like, a plain white sock on like when i could see your white sock sticking out of your shoe like it's just such a turn off i know it's like so picky but no that's good <laughs> i hate it that's exactly <laughs> what i want to hear now is it that <laughs> you want self, these guys <laughs> is it that you want these guys to be a little more deliberate with their clothing choices because obviously i shorten my pants on purpose by the way because oh, yeah. i wear a lot of striped socks no i your your outfit looks very deliberate 
You know, like you even have like a really cool fanny pack on right now. Thank you. Yeah, it's actually awesome. But if you didn't know you were dressing like that and you're just walking around and it looks kind of junky, like that's a turn off. So really you'd like guys to have some kind of style, personal style of their own. Yeah, I think that's like when a guy like is into a certain type of music or dresses a certain way and has like that edge to him where he wants to look like something and kind of style himself that's like super attractive rather than just the guy who's like i don't care i just listen to the radio like oh yes i'm like be into something i've come i've come across those girls and their profiles i just listen to whatever's on the radio I was like, like the radio is besides the show the radio <laughs> is like ah they don't mean this station they no, mean this is the station. underground station this is like but this is like talk radio um but like if i listen to anything on kiss fm it's like oh my god yeah like, I Absolutely. can't. It puts me in a bad mood. So it's not that you're looking for, like, a punk rock guy or a metal guy. It's you're looking for a guy that's, he's into something. He's got something he's into, and it's his thing, and he's kind of got, I don't know, some taste about him, and he's not just kind of, like, blown on the wind of popular culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that like, that would be awesome to find. Mm-hmm. I, I'd find that super attractive. Now, are you able to find these guys? How, are, how do you find these guys? Um, well, that's the thing, like, with... Doing music and comedy, you find a lot of those kind of guys. You live in L.A., right? I'm back and forth. I was living up in L.A. for a few months, but now I'm back at home with my parents. So okay. Back on the teeth. In Orange County? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in Orange County. Um, but I still have a job up in L.A. as well, so commuting there. As long as you're in L.A., Orange County is a hard place to meet, guys. I yeah. Think. I think so, because there's not a lot of, like, uh, I mean, I'm coming out of Orange County, so it's kind of weird to say this about myself um, or about our area, but... Um, there's not a lot of, like, individuality out here. It's kind of, like, just trends. Um, but when you go to L.A., people are from, like, all over the place. And uh, a lot of creatives move there. And it's interesting. So. How old is too old? Oh. guy for you. Well, I, I've dated someone as old as 37. Um, so I guess any guy over 40 would probably be too old for me. Yep. Because um, the 37-year-old that I dated was, like, it was fine. You know? How old's too young? Too young? Mm. That's hard. It depends on the guy, because I know that a lot of guys can be immature for a long while. Yeah. Um, but I think 19 <laughs> would be too young. So if 20 and above. Because I mean, I'm 23, 24. But it'd be kind of weird, like, dating a guy that couldn't go out to, like, Drink. you know. Yeah. Drink, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, babe, I just bought you alcohol. <laughs> it was hilarious. You, you I used to co-host with a DJ here, and somebody invited her back, you know, out for a drink. She's like, I can't. And I'm like, oh, my God. How, what do you mean you can't? <laughs> My whole life changed since I've been 21. I, it was just drinking 40s at the park before that. And then now it's like, you know, I still drink 40s in the park sometimes, but I can actually go to a bar. Um, you don't have life. to drink 40s in the park. Yeah, That's it's a choice now. It's a choice, it. exactly. So, biggest surprises? What would, uh, what, is there anything that you could tell Paige that would shock the hell out of her about yourself? That you, I don't know, anything. Um, no, I don't think so. She, like, knows everything. You're totally out there. Yeah. Yeah. She knows everything. Um, well, I'd like to touch upon the age thing, because I find that interesting, that girls have, like, a, it seems like, I know guys have this, too. We're just talking about women right now. Mm -hmm. They have, like, a range and, like, kind of a type they're looking for. Now, when you say 40 is too old, what does that mean exactly? Well, it was hard um, because, I mean, the guy I dated who was like 37 would always be like, you're so young and I feel so old. So I couldn't imagine how a 40-year-old would feel if he tried dating me. And I was like, you know, to the 37-year-old, like, dude, you're the one who wanted me first. And you keep reminding me all the time of how young I am. Like, that's your deal then. And that's why it didn't work out because it's like, I can't take you calling me young one more time. Like, you know. So a 40-year-old, I mean... You're assuming it would be worse. Maybe it'd be worse. I don't know. Because it seemed like the 37-year-old, who was almost 40, like, really felt odd about himself. Um, And I would imagine if I was, like, if I was me and I was 40 and I was dating, like, a 23-year-old guy, I might feel a little strange. Um, Because it is such an age difference. You know, it's, like, different generations, different music. You still live at home with your parents. Like, that's creepy. I know. I just learned I've been, like, orgasming all wrong a few minutes ago. I've been saying it wrong. Oh, wait. What (laughs) happened? With the come and the go. See, oh, I'm yeah. doing it wrong because I'm old. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm I don't want to date you. Like. I know. See, I just lost my chance. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, it's interesting, the age gap thing, because I wonder, when does that come up? Does it just out of nowhere? Oh, you're so young. Um, it came up whenever him and I would try and go out in public. Um, he didn't feel comfortable being at a 
like a restaurant or a bar with me. He mm. felt like people might have looked at us weird. And it was so strange because to me, I don't care what age you are. Like my best friend, um, he's like 45, one of my best friends. And I'm never like, oh my God, my best friend's 45, woo, or like weird. It's just, that's what age you are, man. Like however you feel at that point in your life should be the factor of how you feel at that age. Like, I don't think because like you're 45 or 25, you should act a certain way or view other people who are different ages a certain way. And this guy like could not cope with it. And I'm like, all right, we only dated for like three months, but I still, it was like three months of like, you're so young. So that's very just annoying. Old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. Cause then I started going like, am I young? Like, do I act young? Do I look young? Should I change my style? So he sounds like he was just kind of self-conscious in general. Yeah. And that's yeah. a bummer. It is. Then you start you, you, know, you can be infected with their insecurities. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of um, guys that I have dated who are in like their late 30s, um, I've only dated mm, a few, like two or three, um, they've all been a tad bit bitter also. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so many failed relationships. They're kind of like, why put that much energy into this one? Yep. Um, and I see that immediately because, I mean, I'm a server or... You know, I can observe really well, and I hope that a lot of other women in that situation can, too, because there's a couple of signs that make you be able to tell that a guy is, uh, you know, affected from failed relationships, and he's got to get out of that. What's, right. What's, like, one of the bigger ones that you've encountered that's, like, oh, bitter, bitter, bitter red flag? Um, the not trying aspect, uh, the not wanting to go out and grab something to eat, oh. the just like wanting to stay at home and smoke and drink like a beer at the house. Uh, when you guys just like start dating, it's kind of like, that's cool, but like, don't you want to go out and have fun? Like, what happened to like having fun? Like, you know. Yeah, we got Law and Order reruns. Yeah, like now we're <laughs> sitting on your couch, like just like kind of just hanging like as if we're like some old couple, like we just met. Um, <laughs> and then also talking about the ex-girlfriends or the ex-fiancés, that was a big thing. Uh, I don't want to know about your ex-fiance, and I don't care about your ex-girlfriends. It doesn't make me jealous, I just don't care. And the fact that you're using me as, like, some armchair therapist, it's like, go get on a podcast, or go... (laughs) (laughs) Make your own podcast. Yeah, make your own podcast, or go see a therapist, um, because if I'm going to be your new girlfriend, I don't need to, like, help you out with your old stuff. And is there kind of a theme to the things that happen to these guys that make them bitter? Is it, she lied, she did this... Um, no, I don't know. Um, with one of the guys, they were, like, uh, going through, like, a custody battle. So he had a kid. So... Oh, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. And then he was like, Allison, just to let you know, like, if we happen to continue on and, like, let's say we live together, my kid will have to live with us. And she is number one to me. And she is the most important thing in my life. I'm like, dude, that's totally cool. Like, not trying to get in the way of you and your kid. But I'm like, okay, I got to get out of this. Um, that, the other guy I dated who was older, he didn't have a kid. But dating a guy with a kid is definitely different. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do that again. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a deal breaker. Because there's so much, like, I mean, especially a guy who's, like, been divorced and has a kid, there's so much pain. Right. And there's so much, like... Baggage. Bag. Oh, man. Oh, well, you're becoming a parent. You know, when you get with these people, you're going to co-parent, no matter which way you slice it. Yeah. Sooner or later, you're going to be maybe babysitter at the, at the low yeah, end of the right. spectrum. Or maybe, like, just the enemy of, like, you're the one who ruined my mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's all you. Yeah. Yes, that, that is your generation really conscious of safe sex condoms and because my generation nah, smiling <laughs> yeah I, I mean i grew up in the post aids everybody was totally freaked out about stds everybody was totally freaked out about i mean we had the pill but we didn't have plan b you know like a lot has changed in the 20 uh, years that separates us <laughs> <laughs> like uh, five years um <laughs> yeah um well between me and my friends that I talk to, uh, we are not the safest group. Um, so I don't know about everybody else, but I've been really bad about that. Um, that's why I say I'm lucky that I haven't gotten sick. Um, I know a lot of people in this boat. I mean, a lot of people personally, a lot of people that have been on the show, they're like, yeah, I know. I know what I should do, but we don't do that. It's just, for me, there's something a little bit like crazier about knowing that it's like, this is kind of scary. Oh, yes. Yeah. You you like the danger aspect. I do. Well, she likes motorcycles. So. Yeah. I ride it's motorcycles and all that intense stuff, you know? Yes. So you like danger sex, basically. Kind of. Condom sex is... 
that's so, safe. That's so hot. <laughs> yeah. You better Boring. have an axe or something. Or maybe Boring. maybe you can have the guy choke you with the... Or like having unprotected sex on a motorcycle. Now that... Better. <laughs> I've done that. You have done that? <laughs> while, it's, while it's on the street driving. Me. No, no. We, yeah, and it was out in public during the day. Um, no, it was like parked in a garage, and I was like, hey, what if I put my leg up over the motorcycle? <laughs> and I thought it was like so hot instead of the guy, but... Uh, that is hot. It, it kind of was, but now <laughs> I'm like gross. Like, that's so weird, but yeah, whatever, you know. That's uncomfortable. You should write a song about it. I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff you want to share on the air? Yeah. That you've done? Yeah. Uh, any like crazy stuff? Like the sex tape. I love Yeah, let's kind of talk oh, about yeah. that since that's kind of crazy. Um, that is kind of crazy. What was the, tell us kind of like the conception of that. Why? It was not planned. That's, uh, that's how it was actually cool. Um, I think I'd feel a little like, you know, I have like a huge sense of humor. Uh, I'm not the most serious person. And if I had to like try and act serious and I knew that like my sex was going to be filmed, it would not. I, it just wouldn't happen. Um, so you wouldn't be able to act uh, in your sex tape had you known no no like i just feel like so awkward and uncomfortable it's like getting on the dance floor it's like i don't know what i'm doing like everyone's like and Paige was in bed with you too right yeah have you and Paige ever hooked up just two of you no no it's actually when we had that threesome um, yeah. the black guy was like why don't you guys like hook up with each other we were like no gross <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you just do both of us like and we're just gonna lay here um <laughs> uh the sex tape thing it was me my ex-boyfriend Paige and her soon-to-be boyfriend um, all in the same room with another one of our friends. Uh, it was a guy. Um, and he's the one who busted out a camera and basically the guys, my ex-boyfriend and Paige's guy were laying on Paige's bed and... Uh, Wait, what was the setup for this? Because it was a setup podcast and what was the theme supposed to be before oh it reverted into the sex tape? I don't even remember. Um, it, it, I mean, I, I know that there's this constant one that we never got done, which was tying a guy up. It might have been that because we were super, like, we were seriously trying to do it. And I almost got it, but Paige was like, no, dude, that guy's, like, he's ugly. And I'm like, it doesn't matter if he's ugly. Like, all that matters is that this guy wants to get tied up. It's hard. I asked a guy to get tied up, and they're like, no. Like, I'm not into that. Some people don't want that. I don't want to be tied up. So I understand. Um, loss of control. It's a loss of control, you know. And this guy was actually down. But um, anyway, back to the sex tape footage. Um, I mean, it was filmed on, like, I think either his digital camera or an iPhone. I was drinking, uh, of course. Um, I did figure out that I was more fueled to be sexually promiscuous while uh, intoxicated. And basically, we all just kind of, like, hooked up with each other while one of the friends were filming it. And then um, my ex-boyfriend tried, like, taking off my pants. And I was like, I turned around, and I noticed that his best friend's filming us. And that's, like, in the middle of where I notice. And I'm like, okay, like, I want you right now, but we're not letting your friend film us. So we just kind of, like, took it into the bathroom. Oh, this like, is a prequel. This is a prequel to the sex tape. Yeah. And then uh, what came out of that was just, like, us kind of, like, filming ourselves in the bathroom. And then nobody saw it. It was like... It was childish, if anything. It wasn't like, you know... And you deleted it. You didn't make a bunch of copies and distribute them to your friends. (laughs) Yeah, hey, everybody. Is it on YouTube? Because that would be awesome. Oh, no. (laughs) Maybe, um, what is that one? YouPorn? Have you guys heard of that site? I have. Yeah. All together. (laughs) I I like how we've all been there. (laughs) It's really funny. That's some funny stuff. What's your username, Dean? (laughs) I don't have a username. I'm not... I'm, I'm like, not cool with these people knowing I like porn at all. It's like, I'll tell you guys, but I'm not going to, like... You're not going to put it on the radio. No. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm cool with the radio. It's the website that I'm scared of. Plus, what's the point of signing up? Yeah. You know, what do you get? Actually, that's not true. I did sign up for one because I wanted to favorite a few things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, a couple months later, some BS database thing happened, and all my favorites were gone. I, they burned me. <laughs> yeah, yeah start so you like, no. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm out. Later. <laughs> so, do you, are you into porn yourself? Um, I enjoy watching porn, but not from, like, the aspect. Um, well, I take that back. The aspect of kind of, like, what interests me is I do like watching, like, lesbian porn um, by myself or with someone else, because it's, like, it's, like, hot. Like, you're watching, like, two pretty girls, like, hook up. But when I see, like, a guy and a girl getting at it, like, and that aggressive, like, yeah, like, you know, and he's, like, slapping her around and she's slapping him around. It's, like, not hot. Like, I'm just not into that. If anything, um, my favorite porns to watch are the ones at the setup. Like, the story. <laughs> They're so funny. Have you yes. watched any of those? Yes. Um, 
the stories are funny. And you know what's funny? I actually thought they were real for a while because they're like, pick you up on the side of the street. It's like, that's oh, crazy. It looks, looks like really yeah, realistic. It doesn't look realistic. I just assumed these guys wouldn't have the creativity to be able to come up with a story. Yeah. <laughs> hey, my, uh, I think I've told you the story. My ex is a porn editor, was I, a porn editor. I didn't. And oh, he wow. won the, uh, so the porn awards have their own Academy Awards, and he won for best editor. And he took a lot of pride in the storylines and cutting it just right. And Is it know. the AVP AV, yeah. awards mm-hmm. or something? Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. Anyway. So you watch some porn and mm-hmm. it's to warm you up for real sex or is that just kind of for masturbating or just for yeah fun? just kind of for like my own entertainment you know and then i'm like all right delete my history on the web browser <laughs> and good night <laughs> now we may be because you live with your parents <laughs> yeah oh. <laughs> can you imagine like most visited site they're like allison what are you watching <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> oh, they, love, they yeah. love it your dad's like happy thank you <laughs> so what is your take on porn in the old days women thought it was exploitative and bad and all these girls are being abused oh you know what what's your take um didn't like max hardcore just like go to jail for that yeah but i mean max hardcore was doing stuff that's it, it technically illegal you can't choke girls while like you can't do actual torture while penetrating he what i'm talking about is like in general do you feel like porn is exploitative or are these girls just having sex on camera um i feel like it does exploit um oneself basically i wouldn't feel comfortable doing porn um but i'm just not wired that way i don't look down upon anybody who does it even though like it's a major form of taboo um it's interesting it's interesting that you can actually do it and i would actually like to see some sort of documentary of I'm sure it exists out there, but I'd really like to know why the people who are in porn got into it. I think it'd be oh, interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm sure it's on Netflix. There is a lot of documentaries on porn. Yeah. Well, so. then why is it that everyone thinks it's like one of these runaway teenager things? <clears throat> Maybe it's like, that's like a stripper, because that's like the lowest on the totem pole mm. of um, Sex getting work. out into the adult world. Yeah. Um, and they obviously haven't looked into it and obviously didn't put themselves with so much value that they just go for like, you know, I'm going to work this bar job. And I mean, it's kind of degrading. I mean, you got to pick dollar bills up off the floor after you're doing your set. Like I, I couldn't see myself doing that. Although it would be nice to get off stage and have dollar bills like doing comedy. I'm like, thanks. I was thinking, yeah, (laughs) after your set, I bet you would pick up those. Yeah. If I was doing comedy, yes, I would love that. My next show, I hope. People, if anybody's listening, just throw dollars on the stage at me. I don't care. Or quarters. Or tens. Go big. I'll take anything. Go big, Allison. (laughs) Not quarters. Yeah, all I know is I couldn't do uh, porn or stripping, um, no matter what the paycheck was. You know, it might be a good paycheck. And I have thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) I have. And I might think about it now. Now that I'm thinking about (laughs) it. (laughs) Just need to know someone. We're We're drawing down our time, sadly. So tell us where we can find you. Tell us all the places we can find you, all the books you wrote. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, right now, uh, you can find me on the Internet. I do have my own website um, that I made. It's really nice. I'm proud of it. It's uh, allisonrocks.com. My books, they're available on any form of e-reader, um, Kobo, Kindle, iBooks. Um, and I have two of them. One is called And Then I S-Word, My Pants, and Other True Short Stories. My other book is called You're Probably a Slut. They're both doing really well. Um, I'm about to go to Texas in August to do a little Texas tour. And I finally have my set filmed with good quality. And I'm going to send it out to some venues and hopefully book myself more gigs. Can we find your music anywhere? We can find it on your website. Oh, my music. Um, It's actually, uh, the website for that is zocalamusic.com. And zocala is Z-O-C-C-O-L-A, music.com. And you can find it. Just type zocala into iTunes or Amazon. It's all available there for preview or for download. Um, And right now, I mean, I had my first practice yesterday um, in the studio of actually singing all the songs through to see if I can actually try to book live shows for the music. And it is so hard. It is like... Stamina, huh? Yeah. yeah. Stamina, yeah. Seriously. I don't know how people do it. It must take so much training. Um, Because I lost my voice, like, four song in. Like, my voice, like, cracked. And I'm like, I can't do that. I'm not ready yet. So, (laughs) one day. One day. All right, we're going to go out on one of Allison's uh, songs. Track four, introduce that one. Track four is a tribute to Bob Dylan's Subterranean Homesick Blues. Um, What I did was we kind of put a country punk twist on it, and there's a video online for it uh, as well at YouTube. So 
Here is Subterranean Homesick Blues by Bob Dylan, covered by me. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining us in the chat room. Stay tuned for Andy Vasoyan coming up next at 6 o'clock. We will be right back here with you next Friday night, 5 o'clock. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great weekend. Johnny's in the basement.